Welcome once again to the media ministry here at First Baptist Church of Jackson, Georgia. It's my privilege to come to you on this Sunday afternoon on this wonderful radio station to spend some time to you, with you in God's Word. As always, it's our privilege at Jackson First Baptist Church to invite you to be a part of everything that God is doing here. Uh, you can check us out online at jacksonfbc.com. Well, today I want to begin a series of messages with you or studies over the next few weeks uh, talking about principles of hope. The writer of the book of Proverbs put it this way. He said, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Literally, if you lose hope, your heart gets sick. And you know when your heart gets sick that you get discouraged and down. Let me illustrate it with you this way. It is so easy to allow things to get in your heart and in your mind that discouraged you. A couple of weeks ago, it, would been, it had been raining, uh, and it had just been kind of cloudy for several days here in Jackson and Butts County. And I, it was late in the afternoon. It was on a Thursday afternoon as I was uh, standing with my administrative assistant as we were discussing some, some church matters, things that uh, on my schedule. And I just looked out the window, and then I looked in our offices, and, and it was kind of this dingy and a gray look. And, and I said, you know, this could be actually depressing. Maybe you're going through a time in your life that they're just kind of a series of events that have come uh, that have maybe led you to a place where that it's almost like your hope uh, is deferred. Certainly, we cannot look to America right now as far as politically, economically, or any of these things will restore hope to us. But, but I believe this with all my heart, that hope is restored when we look in the right place. The book of Isaiah says in chapter 26 and verse 3, God says, I will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed upon me. Why? Because you trust in God. Can I encourage you today to begin with me studying this subject matter of hope? On Wednesday nights, I'm doing a fuller version of this at our church called Principles of Hope. You could join us at 6.15 for that. But what I want to do over the next few weeks with you is to share with you literally what I have found to be 14 principles of hope in the Word of God in the book of 1 Peter. Now, let me kind of give you the overview really quickly, just so, so you know that, that Peter and the people that he's writing to, that we can identify. Peter is writing to a group of people that found themselves in a difficult moment in history. The Bible says that in chapter 1 and verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion. The word dispersion there means those that have had to leave where they were because of, of either uh, political pressure, uh, persecution, or poverty. In other words, they'd been pushed out by what they were facing. And let's be honest, hope deferred happens when we're pushed away from that which we found hope in. For example, before COVID-19, a lot of us were secure in our hope. We felt like we could travel freely through our community we knew that sickness would come, but, but we faithfully went to the doctor, and, and when a cold came, you knew that you would recover. But very quickly, what happened? COVID-19 came, and next thing you know, that people are all over losing their hope in what they were hoping in before. It happened in John chapter 11, when the Bible said that, that friends of Jesus sent word to Jesus and saying, your brother Lazarus, whom you loved, is sick. The Bible says that Jesus said to the disciples, well, we, we will go. 
but they stayed two days later. And Jesus knew in his heart that Lazarus had died. And he told his disciples that. And one of the disciples lost hope and said, well, let's go that we may die with him. But Jesus comes to that scene in John chapter 11 and where that Lazarus, two sisters, Mary and Martha, are so discouraged. And Jesus gives them the greatest of hope. When he said in John 11 and 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believeth in me, even though he may die, he shall live. As I stand before this microphone today and speak to you, even though you cannot see me, I believe if you could see me, you would realize that your hope is not even placed in the man who's speaking, but in the one he's speaking about. You see, Jesus Christ is our hope. And Paul, excuse me, and Peter begins his letter saying to a group of people who've been pushed out, politically been moved, who were in poverty, and he says, I want you to know that I am a servant of Jesus Christ. And I'm speaking to you who have been elected by God in the midst of this dispersion. Where were these people? They were in Pontius, they were in Galatia, they were in Cappadocia, they were in Asia, they were in Bithynia. And listen to me, as Peter writes to them, they were in a difficult place. Tim Delena, a great pastor at Times Square Church, said these words, It is obvious that we cannot choose what comes our way, but we can always choose our responses. I, I want to hone in on that for a moment. This is what Peter is going to say to us throughout this chapter. In chapter 3 and verse 14 of First Peter, Peter will say this, Even though if you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, safe are you. You see, God brings us to a place of confidence in Him when we don't retreat away from God when we actually run into His very arms. Peter wants these people to know that even though that, that not where they are because the, the uh, cities that I named to you are now what we know to be Western Turkey. The persecution was in, in Rome and within a year, Peter would be crucified for his following of Christ the Apostle Paul would be beheaded in Rome. But listen to me. In, in the Western Turkey, the persecution had not come, but it was on the way. And Peter was preparing them so they would not lose hope. He was giving them principles of hope. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you deeply today that you turn your face and you look fully to Jesus Christ because He alone is the one who gives us hope. Listen to what Peter says. He says, Guys, gals, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit, our obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Peter was saying, I want you to look at what God has done for you. And when you realize what God has done for you, it changes the respect that, that, that or excuse me, the perspective that you have. In the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah pointing the people of Israel in their day to a different perspective said these words in Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Here's what he said. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Nor let the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and he knows me. That I am the Lord and I practice steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So what is Peter telling us in his day? 
Peter is giving us one of 14 principles in the very first two verses of, of the epistle of 1 Peter. Here's the principle, and I want to give it to you, and I hope that you lean into it today. Listen to this. Here's a principle for you. Consider your life as being filled with God-sized opportunities. Consider your life as being filled with God-sized opportunities. This man named Peter, who had been a rugged fisherman, who had a back-breaking life, had surrendered his life to Jesus. Yes, he struggled at times with arrogance. There were times he failed the Lord. But when he went to the cross, the Lord changed his life, and Peter began to live his life, listen to this, as a person who considered his life as being filled with God-sized opportunities. You say, Pastor, how, how, how can I do that? Well, there are, there are several things you've got to do. One is this, you have to own who you are now. If you are a Christian today, you have God-sized opportunities. I, I want you to notice, if you're not a Christian, listen to me, you have God-sized obstacles, and only God can remove the obstacle that you have. You have to own who you are. When Peter said he was an apostle, he was not being arrogant, he was being praising to God. He was praising God who had suffered for him. The righteous had suffered for the unrighteous so that Peter could be brought to God. Today, I tell you that all of us have a past. And when the devil reminds us of our past and of our failures, maybe you're enduring something right now because of the past. Listen to me. God is greater than your past. And when you give him your past, listen to me. The Bible says he puts our sins under his blood. Listen, God's going to give you a future. No crippling that you have can keep you from what God has for you if you will own him as your Lord and Savior. And also that if you will own what God can do in you now. But not only must you own where you are now, but number two, you must be honest about where you are in life. You see, Peter realized that these people were, were exiles. He actually called them elect exiles. That means this, that they were strangers, according to the King James Version, in the world. As Jews and Gentiles, even though they'd been pushed out from where they were, they really were not citizens of this earth. They were citizens of heaven because they'd given their life to Jesus Christ. Can I say this to you today? If you've surrendered your life to Christ, Listen to me, your hope is not based in you. The Bible says in Philippians 3 and 20, for we are citizens of heaven. And because we are citizens of the commonwealth of God, we do not lose hope in this world because our faith is not in this world. Whether America is in charge or China is in charge or Russia is in charge, the ultimate thing is this, we look higher than that while Elihu, the friend of Job, said in Job 37 and 23 and 24, God Almighty rules on the throne of men. You have to own where you are, but you must also be honest about where you are in life. The truth is it is very dark right now in America. It may be very despondent where you are. You may have lost a job. You may be right now on a medical leave where you are, and you're wondering, what does the future hold for me? Listen to me today. God has elected for you not just to go through a time, but God has chosen for you to listen to get beyond the time. There's so many lessons that we learn and that we can only learn when we are in difficult times. Peter could not have written the words that we're going to read over these next few weeks together had he not gone through what he had gone through in his life. He owned who he was, but he also owned where he was in, in life. And he wanted them to know that these disenfranchised people were going to be blessed by God. Now here, and my, my time is running out so quickly, 
I hope that you maybe will write to receive this entire message from us. But I want you to hear this. You must also believe God has equipped you for this time. The Bible uses a strange phrase here in chapter 1 and verse 1, or excuse me, verse 2 of 1 Peter. It is the word, the foreknowledge of God. That simply means this. It's profound, but to simplify it as much as I can without weakening its impact. God knew exactly what was going to happen before it came. He knew exactly that you were going to get here. Now listen to this. Nothing escapes the infinite knowledge of God. God is over everything. Listen to me. What God leads you to, He will lead you through. God walks with you, Hebrews 13, 6, He never leaves you. God guides you, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And one author said this, If before the creation of the world, God chose you, He is hardly going to let you go now. That's so amazing to me. And so I say this to you today. The principle that God has given us is this. Consider your life as being filled with God-sized opportunities. Consider your life in that way today. And let God move upon you. Let God change your life. And listen, friend. God is the God who that if you today say, if you're honest about where you are now, that you're in the midst of an obstacle, God's bigger than that. If you're a Christian today, but you have lost hope, turn your hope fully back to God. And if you are a Christian wondering what does the future hold, just know this. God in His foreknowledge has equipped you. He has set you apart. He's cleansed you. And great things can happen in your life. Oh, I wish I had more time. I just have time to tell you this. We'd love to have you at First Baptist Church of Jackson, Georgia. Check us out at jacksonfbc.com. And always remember that our God loves you, and so do we.